You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. Forerunners by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And we are back, the Run Duo, episode nine. I am Tommy Mitchell. And I am India Cook. And we are the the Run Run Duo. Duo. What's going on, India? Hey, what's up? How's training going? It's going. I am halfway. (laughs) Halfway home. I am halfway home. So, yes, it's going. It's going well. Um, I'm feeling good. I have conquered some things. I haven't been taken into Silver Comet Trail as often. Haven't been out there in a couple weeks, so I'm really proud of myself. I've been finding routes out by my house, so I've been actually doing long runs on the, um, just randomly on the streets instead of taking it to the trail, so I'm proud of myself. It's a big venture for me to do that (laughs) instead of, you know, doing anywhere else. Going to secluded trails. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get my hill work in because I know that it's, you know, it's needed. Not that Chicago is super hilly because it's not, Mm -hmm. but I feel like endurance-wise, it's giving me a better... Better training versus just doing a like a full flat course. Gotcha, gotcha. So before we get too far into it, let's talk about who we're interviewing today. Yeah, so we are interviewing Kimberly Nuzinga Bradley. She is the owner of Lipstick and Fit Incorporated. So it's gonna be great. Have Y'all a great conversation wanna... with yes. her. So you definitely, you definitely now you wanna listen to us talk too, but yes. you, you definitely gonna uh, listen um to the interview we have for her. She's a very inspiring person, great vibration or vibe I got off of her. Yes. She's just great soul. Great yeah, soul. definitely, definitely. A lot of spirit, a lot of spirit. Yes. Now I am also I don't talk about my training too you much. So no, you're trying to just pay you're so passive about it. Well, because I ain't really been training. I've been playing. I ain't gonna lie to you. I have not been training. And and honestly though, I do this all the time. I, I go through periods of where I don't feel like running, I don't train a lot, and I gotta bonk on a couple of races before I finally go, you know what? I, I need to pull it together. So okay. I ran, I did an eight miler not too long ago, and it was a struggle. Okay. And I actually, I was like running like, there's no way I'm going to be ready for for the uh, the MCM. There's okay. no way I'm going to be ready. And I was really thinking about, I was really going through my mind, okay, can I defer it? If I defer it, when can I run it next year? Right. You know, whatever, whatever. And I was like, what are you talking about? I mean, it be, because I'm, I'm, it's my ego. That's all I'm thinking about right. because I know I'm not going to be able to run the kind of times. I'm not going to. Because every time I've run a marathon, my times have gotten faster. Right. And so this one is not. Go, yeah. yeah. Don't go I don't want to go way. back. But right. that this time is probably not going to get any faster. I'd be right. lucky to get, you know, a four hour marathon. And so I switched. I, I left my boy Hanson. Uh, what? Wait a minute. Well, I, hold on, Tommy. I need you to say that one more time for the record. You did what? I had to leave Hanson training okay. because to do a Hanson, to do Hanson training, you yeah. got to be in shape. You true. can't just run. You just can't, can't walk out and say, "I'm gonna start doing Hanson." That's true. I'm not in shape enough to 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 go this next 12 weeks on what Hanson had left for me. So I found a 12 week marathon training program. Okay. I just kind of found it online. Okay. I know every running coach is like, "Oh no, you shouldn't do that." And look, I ain't got that kind of time right. to be figuring and experimenting. I got that kind of time. Right. So I went and found one that I know based on training for marathons before, okay. it will work for me. Okay. So I started it. It actually this twelve. Um, I was twelve weeks as of Monday. Okay. So I started it. You right at it. Yeah, on Monday. Um, got up this morning. We were recording this on a Tuesday. You know, behind the scenes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, I got up this morning. 
And I did a night run, not a night run, but morning run. It was still dark. Okay. Um, let me ask you something. What, besides being accosted by a, 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 a suicidal, you know, or a, a crazy person um, on a run, like being, you know, murdered oh, like or whatever. Night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Besides that, even if you're doing a day run, what are you most afraid of on a run? Like, what is the thing that, that frightens you the most that you think might happen? Um, besides getting hit by a car or something um, or somebody attacking me crazy. Probably me getting injured and, like, not being able to reach out for help. Like, okay, so being injured and just being out there and nobody can get in touch with you. Exactly. Something like that. Phone dies or something. Nobody can get in touch with me. Usually on my long runs, when I know that I'm going really, really far from my house, I make sure that I wear my road ID because Mm -hmm. it has my emergency contacts on it. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the only other thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what my biggest fear is? What is it? Birds. What? Man. Let me say something. I did a run the other day. I am so... Birds. I've been attacked by birds a couple of times <laughs> on runs. Because you okay. know how blue jays are. If there's a baby blue jay out of the nest, they're going to attack anything that comes around it. But I anyway... I did not know this. Oh, dude. Let I me tell you something. Okay, go when ahead. I'm on a run, if I see a bird, I'm watching that bird until I'm a good block down the street. Really? That was a... I want to say it was a... Uh, now, if you live in in Georgia, and yeah. I say the, the kind of bird it is, and then don't hit me up talking about there's no birds like that in Georgia. I swear this was a condor. <laughs> now, I know condors are in California, and I think yes. they were almost extinct. But I swear to God, you think you saw this was, it was either a condor or a buzzard. I don't know. One, one of them two. Anyway, I saw him fly over, uh-huh. and he landed on like a telephone pole. Okay. India, when I tell you, I kept looking back. Like, I was running. Turn around. Turn around. Run around. You just making sure he wasn't going to try. And Dude, you don't understand. I was attacked by a duck once. What? And the duck almost died. What? Let me tell you what. You killed him. You tried uh-uh. to kill him. Let me tell you. So, the duck attacked me. So, I turned on him uh-huh. and came at him. I can't. So, he ran into the street. And there was a car coming. I swear to God, I thought I was about to watch a duck get hit by a car. <laughs> I was like, I was like this. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> But the lady was able to stop in time. And I think it's because of the look on my face. Because I was really like, oh, shit, this right. duck is about to get hit. I mean, I don't, you know, you duck attack me. I understand. But I don't want you to die because you attack me. You but anyway, I birds. I have never heard, had heard anybody say anything about birds. I've heard people being scared about ch- being chased by dogs. Because that definitely has happened. But birds? I'm not. See, dogs don't. Because I've been around dogs my whole life. I know how to handle a dog. I Most dogs like that are chasing you really want to play. They yeah. really aren't wanting to hurt you. Mm-hmm. They're wanting There's to play. There's very few out there. Yeah, that really exactly. Want to they really want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so birds. But let me tell you, on this night run, it wasn't a bird. So I'm running. Uh-huh. And do you, like, follow traffic rules when you run? Like, do you run against the traffic like you're supposed to? Yes. Okay. So. I usually do, and mm-hmm. it also depends on where I am. And if they're, if they're sidewalks, then no. But if, if I'm running on the side of the road, then you I, I go against So, them. when you're on the sidewalk, you run with the traffic. But when you're coming up to an intersection, you can't no, see what's coming. No, I understand coming. that. But there's some streets uh-huh. that there's a sidewalk. I would rather run the other opposite direction okay. on the sidewalk versus getting on the street going against the traffic. I got Because you. at I the understand. end of the day, okay. I can look back. I'm probably going to catch myself if you're going to roll over and hit the curb. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you skip the curb, I'm probably going to be able to get myself out of the way. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. I understand if there's only one sidewalk. So, yeah. anyway, I do. I follow that. So, I'm okay. running against the traffic. But okay. I happen to look. And it's it's dark out there. Okay. I happen to look. And I have a, I have a headlamp right. that I've turned into a handheld. You know they have those special. Well, this is, I mean, I ain't trying, I ain't going to put nobody in the streets, you but really somebody did. bought me a headlamp 
Remember you talked about that time somebody bought you that headlamp that was actually for mechanics? Yes! It yeah. Was a, yeah. Oh so somebody bought me one of those. Okay. And I just cut the things off and okay. so I just hold it in my hand. Okay. But anyway, um, so I, I happened to see I see something moving across the street. Mm-hmm. So I flashed the light over there and it's I swear to God, there are two kids and they're in like school like um uniforms. Wow. It looked like something out of a freaking <laughs> horror movie. And they're just walking around together like Exactly. And I'm like, and it's pitch black outside. And I'm like, what, what the he- something out of what was that movie where they had the girls and they were in the school? It well anyway, um, that's what it looked like. Wow. And so I was I run down on one side and mm-hmm. I was gonna have to run back on the other side. Yeah. I didn't. You I did. stayed you on just stayed on the other side. You like, Cause oh, I'm, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> See, that's one of my things. Like running in the dark is it makes me very scared. Yes, I, yeah. Last it can. year uh-huh. I tried to run on Silver Comet when it was dark and oh, I was hell like, no. There are no lights on the Silver it's Comet. No lights on Silver Comet. I was with somebody, I had headlamps and everything, but I when I say I was having a whole panic attack because I was like, I can't Because you'll hear something. Excuse me, but I was like, I can't see shit in front of me. Not even my hand. I'm like, I can't see anything oh in front of me. God. So anybody could be like I I have a fear of like just running into somebody mm-hmm. in there in front of me and I never saw them. <laughs> or feeling like air go past me and it's a person like bro, yes. like that. So if, yeah. if you're not from Atlanta, the Silver Comet <laughs> is a trail that basically goes from like Cobb County, Georgia Alabama. to Alabama. It's yes. a very it, most a lot of bikers use it because it's so long. Uh-huh. Um, but there are no lights on it. No. Same thing with um, where I used to live over by the belt, the East Side Beltline. Yeah. Um, once again, if you don't live in Atlanta, East Side Beltline, it was it's it's uh it's like our new walk and live communities now Mm -hmm. um but they built it but there are no lights on that part that i lived on and i used to be out there like four o'clock in the morning and let me tell you i could probably write a book on the stuff i've seen listen just people just when i would ever see somebody like if i was out running at four in the morning right and you were out there and you weren't running yeah or at least had some run garb it looked like you just finished running right oh my headlamp was on you the whole time time. i don't care i don't care yeah i don't care if you feel uncomfortable i don't Mm -hmm. care you ain't about to attack me right so but yeah that i give all props to people that actually can run out in the dark and that's you know what's crazy i really want to do a ragnar but i know those are the type of runs that you run in the middle of night it's pitch black dark and Mm -hmm. you're running with a headlamp you can't see nothing in front of you Mm -hmm. but i really want to do a ragnar it doesn't sound like you actually do, based on what you just I do. Said. I want to conquer this fear. <laughs> I want to conquer the fear. Well, you know what? I I, I wanted to do a Ragnar as well until yeah. they started attacking people. Now yeah. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if it's worth it. But you know, we can get attacked just... just yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get attacked doing anything, but... Yeah. I that don't mean I'm gonna just walk... I mean, I mean you can get bit by take, a shark you, at any point, but if I see one... <laughs> exactly. I ain't paying pay $200. Dollars. From somebody get attacked, okay, but I get a medal, but yeah. I was attacked. But anyway, so yes. Well, you and your birds. <laughs> Me and my birds. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm I'm needing support from the running community. Keep me on track. I'm gonna start posting all my runs again. Okay. I haven't been doing that, and yes. I think maybe that'll get me going. But it did feel really good to run this morning, and then I went to work. I had more energy. Ugh, um, I don't have that. <laughs> Well, let me back up. Mm -hmm. So I did have energy the other day, and I didn't get to talk to you guys about this because it it recently happened. So at my job, we had an employee battle. It was called... Yeah, you did tell us that you got roped into that. I got roped into it. So let me tell you what ended up happening with the employee (laughs) battle. So, of course, 
you know, the guy, the coach said, um, not coach, because he's not coach, but the guy that was a captain of my team, he was like, oh, maybe you should, you should run. I heard you're a runner, et cetera. And so, of course, in my mind, my ego was like, India, you need to run. It was on a Tuesday. I actually had to work on that Tuesday, which is usually, it's very mm-hmm. rare. And I was like, but it, Tuesdays are usually my rest day because I run long on Wednesdays. And so I was like, well, you know what? It's only 0.8 of a mile. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost a mile. So I said, okay, I'll do it. My biggest fear was there's a psychiatrist that I know that was running. Mm. And I know that he was a fa- obviously a faster pace than me. Mm-hmm. So it was a psychiatrist and it was like two other people that I was kind of sizing up in regards to pace because we would get points for whoever won first through fourth, mm-hmm. right? And so, of course, I don't want to go out there and embarrass myself and I want to, you know, be able to, you know, have a, a decent pace within the run. Yeah, uh-huh. So kind of find out the psychiatrist was actually on my team. So I didn't even have to worry about <laughs> racing against him because I was like, well, you on my team. You got it. You can win for us. <laughs> exactly. Right? So I got myself up. I suited. So we were, we actually were supposed to take off at seven o'clock in the morning because of course it's warm in the morning. Yeah. And so we're looping two loops around the hospital, which was 0.4 of a mile, mm-hmm. you know, each loop. So first of all, I get frustrated because we get out there, we line up on the line and there's these two young dudes that walk up like out of nowhere. Literally, I know who they are. They're they're employees of the hospital. Yeah. But we didn't know they was part of the competition. Uh, so I was like, I don't lost this thing. It ain't even question. I said, I'm just going to jog this thing. Y'all got it. Because they were like super young guys okay, like, yeah. going out there. Yeah, even if like, they didn't train, they were still going to be able to exactly, run. Yeah, exactly. They were still going to mm. be able to run. Listen, they was... It was a guy that was like a non-runner. So he's like, all right, ready, set. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's not how you start a race? <laughs> like, he was just like, all right, ready, set, go. Nobody was lined up. Yeah. I was like, where are we starting? You know, me and this like organized thing. It just wasn't, it wasn't. Anyway, so we take off. My shoe gets uh, is untied. So I had to pull over. I was so frustrated because I had to pull over, tie my shoe. But anyway, I ran, I ran it. Of course, I did well. I did it in 9.54. So uh-huh. the people in front of me, they were at least running like six or sevens. Gotcha. Because they uh-huh. were they were humming. And I was going faster than my usual pace. Okay. And I was very proud of myself. But <laughs> I ended up coming in fifth place. Oh, so wow. I was like, I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So I actually did it. I set myself aside. And I said, you know what? Let me do some employee stuff and you know, boost morale type situation. And everybody was excited to have us out there. So it was a good time. And oh. it was good to see the runners that, or people that are runners and being mm-hmm. active. Now there was one man out there. He usually worked on a geriatric unit. So he usually worked with the older people. Uh-huh. He caught a cramp. He was laid out. What? And I was like, bro, this is not the time to be coming out of retirement. <laughs> he was laid I was like, this is not the time to come out of retirement. This ain't the time, so it was bro. Hilar- it, was, it was not funny. He had two RNs with him, mm-hmm. registered nurses with him. I stopped my watch. I stopped for a second. I said, he good? She's like, oh, yeah, I think he just got a cramp. I was like, okay, give him some salt. Give him Powerade, Gatorade or something. <laughs> He'll, be He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Walk it off. Put some dirt right. on Right. I pressed my garment and kept on running. <laughs> but, you know. But oh, my gosh. Fitness. It's important. Yes, And it was it good to do is. a challenge like that with the employees. It was an employee battle throughout the hospital and be able to kind of keep us on our toes. Do you do the, um, is it the Humana Corporate Challenge? No. No, mm-hmm. Kaiser. Kaiser Permanente no, Corporate no. Challenge each mm-hmm. year. That, honestly, that's one of the first runs I started doing long, really? long time ago. So a lot of companies will will have their employees set up teams, but they do it. Right. They used to do it down by the... Um, 
Turner Field or oh, where okay. Georgia State mm-hmm. um, Stadium is now. And it's a 5K, okay. but like all these corporations will be out there. Mm-hmm. State Farm, of course, doesn't pay for us to do it, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of State Farm agents that pay for their um, their agents Gotcha. To uh to do it or representatives or, or claims associates and stuff mm-hmm. to, to do it. Um, but I used to work for Verizon and Verizon used to pay okay. and we used to go and do it. So I've, I've been trying to, to get, you know, State Farm to pay for it. But anyway, that's a great one okay. because it's a, it gets a lot of people out there running mm-hmm. that just like that's kind of one of the first races I did exactly. because somebody else paid for it. Right. Um, but it showed me that I was really out of shape and I really needed to start running. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I think the only one that our hospital connects with a lot is NAMI. Okay. Um, which is a National Association of Mental Illness and mm-hmm. basically a lot of family members and stuff so that they can get education on mental illness. We do connect with that walk and that's in October. Okay. Um, so that is a walk that I know that they collect money and we do a big donation to that organization. Okay. So. Yeah. So it's always yeah. good to see companies, you know, that think fitness is important. That of know course. fitness is that important. That knows fitness yeah, is important. Exactly. So yeah. that's that's great. Now I did want I'm remiss because I did miss a couple of things on the last program. Mm-hmm. The first one was um the BMR fifth anniversary uh, and you know BMR Black Men Run um started by Jason Russell and Ed Walton um and I hope Jason's doing better. I haven't yes. seen his picture lately, but I, I hope he's, I he's recovering he's been well. Out there, Has he? He's okay. Been on the pavement a little bit. Well, that's yeah. great. He's doing well. I'm glad he's doing well. But I know they had their fifth anniversary recently. Um, and I totally blanked on it um, on the last show. I know so many guys that started their running journey mm-hmm. using, you know, Black Men Run. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, don't run with them any anymore or whatever, but they definitely started with it. So congratulations to you guys. Mm-hmm. Five years. They're definitely growing. I know they have, like, shoe contracts now. Yeah, I would hope, I'm hoping, because uh, Dietrich... Um, who listens to the show. He's the, uh, I think he's still the captain here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish you guys, the Black Men Run, would start their own podcast. Because yeah. they, they got a built-in audience, number one. Of course. And they always have something to talk about. Yeah. You know, they always got news, whatever new initiative they're trying to do. I chapters, maybe not in Atlanta, but probably some other chapters that do it. Um, I want to say New York does. I, want, I, I, I know I've heard of them. I know the, the captain up in New York. Uh, yeah, I know I've seen him on podcasts, but yeah. I, I didn't know if they had one. But, I mean, that, that's perfect. I mean, really? I'm always wanting somebody It'll to start a, a new podcast. To, from Real Runners, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Real Runners of Atlanta. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, yes. I mean, yeah, I understand. They didn't want to just say they were BMR, of course. Right, they wanted right. to, you know, but have I think BMR own. could definitely have their own podcast BMR's without totally even trying. Good. Yeah, I think it's great. And it's great for anybody that is listening that is a black man that runs mm-hmm. and or wanting to run. It's a great way to start and a great brotherhood, um, camaraderie. Um, kids can come out, young men, like it's just giving them a place to start and a foundation to start. And there's not a lot of black men that run. Um, that, you know, that are seen running. There are a lot of black men that do run, but that are seen running and that are part of organizations. And this is a great start um, to do it. And I think it's great. I know when I first started running, I knew about, about black men run. I thought there were a lot older organization, but it's only five years. Yeah, and they're so large. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Exactly. So, congratulations to your five years. Now, the other um, thing I missed was uh, the big inspiration, Mr. Mike Martinez, Mr. Yes. 26.2, mm-hmm. um, Run Family USA, uh, Run Family USA. I um, wanted to congratulate him on his third anniversary right. of that organization. Um, I know he was up in New York 
uh, this past weekend at the Bed-Stuy 5K. Yes. Um, I know he had a booth, and he was, you know, he has his virtual run going on, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure he was handing out medals um, for that virtual run because uh, they were using the Bed-Stuy, Bed-Stuy 5K. As their run. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, you know who else was up there? Tess. Tess was, was up, up there. there. Yeah, yeah, for the race. Yeah, for the race. Advertising, advertising. Most definitely. We're still very much looking forward to that. Yes, it's going to be a great weekend. And Tess is also doing, or once this podcast is posted, it will have already been passed, but the big old group run. What year is this? Do we, do you know what year this I is? I want to say this is year four. Year four? I could be wrong, Tess. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's been some years that he, she's been doing it. And it's awesome. Literally, it's hundreds of people that come out. People, yes. People from near and far, like, really come out for this big old group run. This group groups um from all over all over even if you're not a part of a group or affiliated with the group um anybody that runs just comes out and runs through the streets um it's going to be in pond city market so we meet down in pond city market take off do three to five miles in the city of atlanta come back and just really enjoy Yes, exactly. So if you're in Atlanta, it's the big old group run. Of course, by the time this is posted, it will be done and gone. So hopefully everybody had a great time. Yes, I hope y'all did and had a good one. I'll be out there um, volunteering. So if you saw me, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, I did want to talk a little bit about Strava. I used to talk about Strava a lot on my old podcast. Mm -hmm. The only reason I want to kind of mention this time now, do do you pay for anything online, like apps or anything like that? Or you pretty much just take the free version? I take the free version. The only thing I pay for is my iTunes, Apple Music iTunes. How much is it? How much they charge? Nine ninety nine a month. Okay, that's how much Pandora charges. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm thinking about getting rid of it. Really? Yeah, because I actually, because I, I, and, I mean, I know this has nothing to do with running, but I'm thinking about getting rid of it because I want to pay for my um, satellite radio no. in the car because <laughs> I like that. You and like I satellite radio better than Pandora? But see, I barely ever used... I had gotten the 999 Pandora because okay. at one point I was kind of running with music. Okay. And I thought it was really cool because I could pick any song. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of like, I barely... Now we got this big law that you can't touch your phone while you're in the yeah, car. But you can put you a playlist on there. That's what and I but do. But no, dude. I, I like to be able to like, shoot you. I'm going to change. Now I can now I have a an Android, mm-hmm. so I can do I can do the Google um, Assistant. I can say like, okay, Google, play so and so and so. Right. But it won't pick a song. It'll oh, just play their somebody from that their radio. You know their radio version. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, back to what I was talking about. So Strava. <laughs> yes. Had a premium version, and at one time I did uh, pay for the premium version. How much is that? Um, the premium version is sixty dollars a year or eight dollars a month. Okay. And so, Strava is a very good for those that don't know what Strava is. Strava is a running app um, or fitness app that can be used. It's more so a fitness app because it's it's used more for it's it can be used for a lot of different fitness things, but a lot of runners use it for running. Well, originally. I think it was more the bikers kind of caught mm-hmm. on first because it was probably the first real app that bikers could use. Right. Um, but then, um, of course, as always, runners take things over. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> well, actually, I think like triathletes kind of took it over, I exactly. guess. But anyway, um, so they had a premium package. Now, instead of called Strava Premium, it's now called Strava Summit. Okay. So what they've done, as opposed to you paying, you know, that one fee or the monthly fee and getting everything, they've cut it up. Mm. So, so is it like a la carte now? Yeah, okay. it's a la carte. But, okay, so let me just, okay, so you can cut it up into training, 
analyst or safety. So mm-hmm. you can get just one, you can get two, you can get all three, okay. whatever. Now, one portion, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. So if you say you just wanted safety, safety, you can pay $25 um, a year or $3 a month okay. is basically the pricing. I mean, I, I guess that's, you know, I mean, I guess they're they're hoping that that will generate more people mm-hmm. to at least purchase one of those. Something. Because training is kind of basically, I guess you get a heightened... Um, um, look at your actual training runs and things mm-hmm. like that. Analyst is digs deeper into your numbers. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you get so much of that if you got a Garmin. Mm-hmm. You get so much of that free right. at Garmin Connect. Mm-hmm. Um, safety, on the other hand, I mean, it, that might be worth it because it has a beacon okay. that you can send out to people whenever you're running. So if, mm-hmm. if you, for some reason fall off the grid, they can find you. Right. You know, that sort of thing. I think you and I were talking about that um, uh, Road ID. Road ID yes. has something along those lines as well. Yes. That's they, free, actually. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is free. It's basically through their app. Um, and road IDs are basically a band that you can put around your, um, your wrist that can have your emergency contacts on it. Um, and it's not a chip or anything, but it's literally just if you had a watch band and if something was to happen to you and someone was to find you, they could at least have a couple of numbers of people to call to obtain help and to identify you. Um, but road ID has something of that nature. So where you can kind of drop a pin um, as to where you were, where you started for your run. And then you can kind of dial in from there. So you can actually send a text message to the person where you drop the pin to um, and all of their contact information will, can be connected. So it's more app to app or app to phone type situation with theirs. So of course it's not a tracking device per se because it doesn't have a chip on it. I gotcha. So um, I don't think Strava nor Road ID have anything against birds, though. Correct? No, okay. probably not. They can't help you out. Bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> they can't help you out. But you know, another thing that is on, and I think I posted this on my Instagram a while ago. If you are an iPhone user, and while we're speaking on safety, Tommy, if you're mm-hmm. an iPhone user, if you click the um, not the home screen, but the the power button on the right hand side of your of your phone if you hit it five times it will say power off emergency call or it'll say medical call and you can basically push any of those buttons on there to basically dispatch a call so you can save your in case of emergency so everyone should have a phone number saved in their phone that says ice which is in case of emergency so if someone finds your phone or someone finds you and your phone is accessible they can just look up ice in your contacts and that person can be called. Now, when you do the five tapping of that side um, button on your iPhone, it will automatically pull up two options, either to call emergency or call your emergency contact. Um, and you can call that person directly. So that's basically if you're in a punt, if you're in a pinch, someone's following you, someone's doing that. You can kind of do that without looking so obvious yeah. that you are you know dialing for help you can just kind of click that five and then mm-hmm. press the little button really quickly and at least get somebody on the phone and know that you're needing some help because we yeah. have to be careful these days oh most definitely men and women going on so of course it is the summertime right hot it's hot so you know i was thinking earlier today i said there's some random things well let me say this last week when i went on my long run there's some random things that i do 
when it's summertime running versus wintertime running, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, during summertime, you're sweating more. You have to hydrate probably a little bit more. You're doing different things than you would do during the summertime. So there's a couple do-it-yourselves, do DIYs, <laughs> that I want to share with you guys um, that usually happen more so during the summertime than the winter. But since it's the summertime, I thought I would share. Mm -hmm. So, Tommy, do you ever get attack of chafing and skin... I guess uh, peeling, bruising. Well, I mean, would that include like nipple stuff? Yes. Yeah, I have. Uh -huh. Okay. So I don't, for, for some people, men usually get this a little worse than women in regards to the nipple, mm -hmm. um, nipple bleeding. Yeah. But obviously, first thing, don't wear cotton. You got to wear the right material. <laughs> so that's one thing. And mm -hmm. I, it's funny because when I, sometimes I see runners and they have on cotton, I'm like, ooh, you're going to be hurting. Because literally <laughs> the sweat and the cotton, it just rubs against your skin. Yes, and exactly. Yeah. But the other piece of it, even if you don't wear cotton, it's just the rubbing of the skin and the sweat that can cause the nipples to, to bleed. Okay. Or any area uh -huh. of the skin to bleed. So, of course, a hack for that is Band-Aids. So, sometimes you will see men that have Band-Aids on their nipples. Mm -hmm. um, and I know for ladies, I know for me, I get chafing, which is basically the skin is rubbing off. In mm. so many words. So it's kind of like a burning sensation. Sometimes you don't feel it till you get in the shower. Exactly. And, and that word like, is you like, <laughs> I don't know how many times I have screamed when I got in the shower because I didn't know I had chafing. And when mm. that water hit it, it hurt so bad. Yeah. So there's there's two things that I use usually for that. And that is body glide, which is actually a it looks like a deodorant stick. Mm -hmm. And body glide, you can rub it in different areas. I know sometimes for the ladies under the breast area thigh area, sometimes cheek area. Those are areas that usually get a lot of chafing. Yes. Um, and then wherever our bra straps also hit, chafing can happen. The back area where the bra straps hit. Um, so do body glide and then I also do Vaseline. Good old Vaseline. So sometimes <laughs> you'll see me like glob on Vaseline before I get done, um, before I start running. So that's something that I also do. I also put Vaseline and body guide around my toes. Oh, really? Yes. So I don't know if you get issues with blisters on your feet sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yeah. So I have, I started doing Vaseline around my toes and on the bottom of my feet. Mm -hmm. Not a lot, but enough to where it kind of helps with the traction um, so that I'm not getting blisters. And then I've learned that the five finger five finger socks mm -hmm. also help with foot blisters. Really? Yes. Yes. I have never tried those. I I really like them, and mm -hmm. I will. Um, I have to think of the brand, and I'll let you guys know next episode the the brand that I absolutely love for those. But they've worked out for me. I know it sounds it sounds like it feels funny, but it helps so that your toes are not rubbing against each other, and so it's just sock to sock. So gotcha. that's one thing. Um, the other thing, I know we talked about this last episode, freezing your bottle of water or whatever your nutrition is the night before um, so that when you go out on your run, you'll have something a little bit colder or by the time you get done running, um, it's, it's, it's accessible for you. Yeah. It's melted down. For me, I do the handheld run bottle. So a lot of times by the time I get to mile one or two. It's already heated. Yeah, it's already, it heats it's up already, fast. It yeah. heats up fast. So mm -hmm. you might start with a brick in your hand, but yeah. by then it's it's gone down. So that's something that's good. And also, because we sweat, a lot of times we're running with our phone. Some people run with their phone and some people don't. I mm -hmm. run with my phone. I know that I sweat through my fanny pack, mm -hmm. right? So my little fanny pack that I run uh, run with around my waist, I sweat through my fanny pack and that's where my phone is. And yeah. so a lot of times you'll get the condensation or the steamy feel on the phone, on the front of your phone because of, it's wet. I just use good old um, sandwich bags. 
So I put my yeah. phone in the sandwich bag. Sometimes I double it up. Um, last week when I did my long run, I got caught in the rain. I had, yes, I got caught in the rain. It was a downpour. I knew it was going to rain. So I had my rain jacket and my hat and stuff. And I okay. was prepared. But I had three sandwich bags. I put that sucker in a sandwich bag. And that's just a cheap way to, to protect your protect phone. protect your phone. You oh, know, definitely. Some people, I know some Samsungs or whatever Galaxies, mm-hmm. they're waterproof and all that stuff. But sometimes you still have to protect them from the like actual downpour. Well, I um, actually bought one of those. It's called, it's, uh, it's a Samsung Active. Okay. And I bought one that was waterproof. It comes with its own case, everything. Mm-hmm. And it actually worked really well because I had ruined the phone before that because I sweat like a, a beast. Mm-hmm. I actually, when we went to Jamaica, Heather found these waterproof things to put your phone in when you go in the water. That hang around your neck? Yeah. Like, yeah, so, I've heard But about you those. can take it, take the little things off and it just clips in, but mm-hmm. you can still do everything on your phone. That's awesome. And it really worked. I mean, there were people like seriously snorkeling with their with phones their with those things. I, I didn't go that far because I was like, you I don't was like, know. listen, y'all I don't not going to pay if and this yeah. thing don't work. I was like, I'm good about the... I don't need the picture of the coral. I'm good. Right. I will, I've got a mental picture. But anyway, yes. that that's another one because they work very expensive. Okay. Like, I think she got them at the dollar store well, or something That's a like good that. option, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, of course, when we sweat, a lot of times for me, I don't know about y'all, but by the time I, on my long runs, I'm sloshing around because my shoes and my socks and everything is wet because either sweat has dripped down or whatever the situation is. I know y'all try to probably try to figure out how to dry out your shoes. So another DIY is newspaper. So I yeah. know you all get like the little ads and coupons and stuff in the mail that you probably trash as soon as you get them and don't even look at them. <laughs> but stuff that newspaper in your shoes, let it sit overnight. Basically, the condensation and all of the sweat, the newspaper soaks it up. So it helps to take out some of that moisture. Exactly. And yeah, it keeps your shoes from molding. Yes. That's another, you know, great thing. And that's another reason why you should have a rotation of shoes because the next day you don't want to run in, in shoes that are still sloshy and wet exactly. and damp. So there should be a rotation of shoes. But that's an idea of kind of to help to get the the um, the wetness and the sweat and everything out. Or if you get caught in the rain and they get wet that's another option and those things are pretty cheap like yeah. you don't have to newspapers you never put your shoes in the dryer yes don't do that never do that don't put them in the dryer <laughs> so those are some random do-it-yourself summertime hacks that we as runners have to use um to help us get through this life of running now before we uh bring kimberly on yeah. i just i wanted to go back to the i'm gonna call it the running blotter Okay. Marathon investigations. <laughs> Marathon investigations. The, these Lord. people, I tell you, these people, they be on it. Mm-hmm. They uh, be straight on it. So give me one. Here we go. So now I'm hoping maybe somebody out here will real see the, hear this guy's name and know who he is. I, I didn't know who he was. Larry Macon. Mm-hmm. So okay, basically Larry Macon at one point held the world record. For running the most marathons in a 365-day period. Wow. Um, He no longer holds the record. He's been overtaken now. Unfortunately, in this article, it doesn't tell me how many he ran. I was going to ask that. Mm -hmm. um, I guess the guy that that finally overtook him, um, he broke broke Larry's record. His name is Nick Nicholson. He broke Larry's record on August 19, 2017, when Nick completed his 240th. So I'm guessing Larry must have run 239. That's the only thing I can okay, figure. Right. Um, uh, but that's 239 marathons. In 365 in days. In a year. Yes. Good God. So basically, in some circles, he's a pretty well known legend guy. Mm-hmm. So, Marathon Investigations. So he was running the Mo Bell Marathon. Um, 
and I guess it's a loop marathon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from what I can figure, number one, why are you running a loop marathon? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you have a couple of different choices when you're running it. There's a two different courses. There's a three-mile trail course, and there's a one-mile road course. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Larry was running the one-mile road course. So that means you run that one-mile road course 26 point. Now, that's a mental two. frame. Wow. Exactly. So, 26 times? 26.2 times. Um, so, anyway, he he um, decides to run it, but it, you know, it has a turnaround, mm-hmm. and he's cutting the turnaround. Oh, my goodness. And, like, in this article, they're saying that people are, you know, telling him, hey, man, you're, you're, you're missing. Yeah, and and he's actually, he's, he's asking, like, like, he's asking all, acting surprised. Oh, oh, oh what? Sorry. Oh, oh, my bad. Okay. Oh, I didn't know. And like, he did this on multiple occasions when people were like, wait, no, you missed it. Hey, you missed it. Right. And he's like, oh, 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 okay. Okay, but um, he's trying to hold this world, rec- world record. So anyway, um, so Marathon Investigations puts it out. They actually have a video of this guy. Wow. Cutting it because somebody, I guess, went and told the organizer of the Mobile Marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Tennessee. And they went out because they were thinking, well, maybe he's not seeing. I guess they have like chalk, you know, telling you where to turn around. So they went out and redid it to make sure like, well, maybe Larry's, yeah, maybe Larry's not seeing it. Because from the picture, he looks like he's not he's, he's not a young guy. I mean, he's not, you know, too. he's not like he looks like he might be in his 60s. Maybe. OK, um, but. He's not a young guy. Maybe he could be officially um, impaired. You know, maybe he's not seeing it. Hey, okay. I wear readers. I'm in my mm-hmm. fit. You know, I miss something every once in a while. Right. Oh, quick, quick story. Okay, <laughs> so you, you, um, I, I know I get on tangents. I don't care. Um, you know, um, you, when you fly into other countries, they mm-hmm. have that little pamphlet stuff that you got to fill out. Yeah. And sign. So I didn't take my readers to Jamaica, and they handed it to us, and I couldn't read it. I actually had to hand it to Heather. Look, you got to fill this out. You got this. I can't. I can't see. I can't. The other night, we went out, and they handed me the receipt. And I had to ask somebody, hey, are they, is the tip already on there? <laughs> Help me out. Help me out. Help but me anyway, out. okay, I'm just talking about my age. All right. Anyway, so they got video everything. Okay. So, Mar- you know, Marathon Investigations, they put it up, and people go off. They're mm-hmm. like, Larry is the real deal. I've run next to him. I have so many Larry stories, so do most of the crazier runners. Not a good idea trying to tarnish his name or legacy. So that's when I was really like, who is this guy? What right. is his legacy? But it sounds like people are trying to protect him because he has a legacy or he's well-known. Well, I guess because he's well-known. But you still liked it. You um, know what you said that you were going to do? Larry is a pioneer. He was always followed. He's always followed the rules in his marathons. The rules have been invo- evolving and they are different now, i.e. early starts, etc. Thanks to Larry and others like him, we get to run marathons all over the country almost every weekend. What you mean the rules have changed? You still got to follow the course. You still have to follow the course. Um, Just because you run a thousand a trillion miles don't mean that you get to cut it. So, and then somebody just came straight for um, for um, uh, marathon investigations. Um, they they kind of came for uh, Derek Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, they posted. Hold on a second. Wait, let me see if I can find it. Same guy always injecting the same negativity into our sport. Oh my goodness! So who's actually putting the negativity? The people that are reporting on the cheaters or the right. cheaters? I mean, I just think that. Follow the rules. That's what it is. Follow the rules. Everyone else has to follow the rules. Just follow the rules. And if you feel like you can't, then why come out there? I mean, you're only cheating yourself. That's my thing. 
Mm-hmm. You're cheating yourself mentally, and for some race, some people that are cheating, you're cheating the the system, and some people that that may place, not place, get into certain things. Like, yes, cheating is it's so much bigger than that. Now I'm not. I mean, this marathon I don't really care that much about because if you're running a, a a one mile loop marathon, that's some. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, no, but I mean, the the thing that kind of is crazy because so many people kept hitting up. Marathon investigations, like, they're doing something wrong. And honestly, I, I really could care less if he cheats. It really matters very little to me right. if he cheats or, yeah. you know, that's... A, he has to look in the mirror. Right. He's the one who got to look in the mirror and go, you didn't actually it's run all those marathons. Exactly. Yeah, you have one. <laughs> but they're like, even though there's, like, video evidence of this guy doing it, another person said, he does significant exceptions made for starting times, but he does not cut races or cheats. So I'm starting to understand, I guess he will go to a marathon and just start when he wants to? Because keep, everybody keeps talking about starting times. Okay. So, so I'm guessing he like will show up like, hey, I know the race starts at 7. But I'm going to go ahead and get this. I'm going to go ahead and get it started at 6.30. <laughs> I wish we could do that. <laughs> well, you know, Bear Lake yeah. is like that. Okay. You Bear can Lake, go whenever you want? Well, it's not whenever you long. They do have an official start time, but if you want to go and start early, because it's, you know, it's hot. Mm-hmm. So they let people come like really early in the morning. That's what because you know Heather. But is it time trip though? See, I, I guess I need to ask maybe somebody from that has done Bear Lake. You know, like the Tanya. I know she's done Bear Lake, mm-hmm. and Heather's done it. But I want to say it was it was chip time. It kind of honestly though, I ain't gonna because lie. They start early. Like, are they are if you start early, do you get a chip time? Or well, I guess if don't? you don't start official, right. The official time you can't place. Okay. You can't, but you can start and get your medal, and right, right, they'll right. give you a time okay. and all that kind of stuff. But. Um, I was just, that really, I ain't gonna lie, that, that kind of takes away from me. It does. I think everybody should have, I mean, that's part of it. Right. Everybody got to run in the same conditions. Mm-hmm. I can't get there and run at 6 a.m. so mm-hmm. I don't get the sun. Right. You know, because if that was the case, be... I run the Petri at 5 a.m. Let's I mean, go. Let's <laughs> go. Oh, y'all, y'all up? Y'all yes. up? Let's go. 5 o'clock start time. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. they backed up the Petri this year to earlier, but it still wasn't enough. Yeah, they need, the Petri needs to start when the sun is down. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. The yeah. Petri truly needs to start when the the sun is down but mm-hmm. once again we gotta say this it's not a runner's race it's, it's not, not a race set up for runs yeah it's, it's set up for people who yeah, you know are, are not trying to mm-hmm. do sub 50 and, and they're and okay like with that. walking it and exactly I mean, if you're walking it's less strenuous than if you're running yeah if so. you're trying to run it but anyway yes so that that's the blotter um <laughs> what is week? And if you all ever want to see, like, Marathon Investigations has a whole page of people that literally just be cheating doing stuff. Like, and it's just cheating during marathons, obviously. But it's very interesting to hear some of the stories, the evidence that, that they find, and when people are trying to defend their case. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's, that's the ones I like to read is the ones yes. that are people just, just adamant. Yeah. Like, dude. It's on your Strava. And it's, that's what it's, I was I mean, trying to say. It's too much you, technology exactly. to try to do it. Like, between Garmin, Strava, chip times, cameras, videos, like, all of that stuff. It's too much stuff going on at races for you to feel like you can get away with it. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, we got a great guest coming. Yes, we do. Kimberly will be coming on with Lipstick and Fit. So, She's very in, um, inspirational, guys, so y'all hold on. We're going to bring Kimberly on. All right, so this week's guest, we have Kimberly Nuzinga Bradley. She is the owner of Lipstick and Fit. Hello, Kimberly. 
Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, Kimberly. <laughs> great to great to hear from you. Right. We are doing well. It is so good to finally get to talk to you. I know you and I inbox a little bit, and I've been following your page for a while, and you are awesome inspiration. You have all these ladies out here excited about getting fit and um, also being confident within themselves, and you do some life coaching things. So we want to hear all about that. Before we get into it, you are a runner, correct? Yes, I am. All right. <laughs> and what would you say is your favorite distance of running and why? My favorite distance, uh, I have to say it's a 15K. Mm. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a swim fan 15K and a half, half marathon. Um, those are my sweet spots. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with that half marathon because the medal's always bigger. I'm one of those people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with Ain't that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, <laughs> I love my medals. I am a bling queen all the way. I am. I, I have no problem admitting I'm driven by them. And the half marathons, it's that sweet spot of you know you've passed a particular threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, and But at the same time, it's 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 strenuous, but it, it breaks right at that sweet spot. You know, I'm like a full marathon. Right. <laughs> so um, I have to say, yeah, the half marathons are, are my are my favorites. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you have a favorite half that you've run that you, do you have any runs that you kind of do consistently or your favorite half? Yes, the Thanksgiving Day half. Really? I do not like yes. the Thanksgiving Day half. Yes. Why? That's a I love that course. Yes, here in Atlanta. I know, but it's <laughs> it's brutal for me. Why do you love that race? My face is all screwed up, Kimberly. I'm like, why? <laughs> I would have to I would have to say it's the only one that I've done that's in the fall. Okay. And and it's the weather is and I'm a fall girl. So the weather to me is perfect. And it's a nice blend of people. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not really a, a competition. It's just like, hey, we're going to finish this and we're just going to eat, you know? Right. <laughs> the mission so there's the whole mold in the, because I, I really, I'm a fine type of person, so I really feed on the frequencies of other individuals. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I love about racing um, and how I got into it was just the, the vibration. It's just, it, it lifts your spirit so high. Mm-hmm. And you have kids out there, you have older people, older people running past me. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. losing our ego. You know, it's 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 just it's a feel good environment, and I I like the mixture of people that's out there. Right, definitely. So, what would you say? What do you think about on your runs? I know you're all into the vibe and feeling the in- in- energy of the people around you. What do you think about on your runs when while you're running? Um, two main things. Um, it's either very therapeutic and mental for me. Um, I dive deep into my psyche. I'm I'm always. Um, having that form of introspection and because of the kind of business that I run, uh, why wouldn't I, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to clear away, you know, whether it's toxic energy or thought patterns. And sometimes it's completely, I have to say one word meditative. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's other times where it's just, it's sheer creativity. Um, I, I love being creative. I've always been a writer. I've been into the arts. I've been into everything. I get my business ideas, I get my business plans, I get everything on the pavement. Mm-hmm. So it really, it works hand in hand with other aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say, yeah, the meditative state and the creativity um, element. Um, sometimes I've actually had to stop and I, I'm, my notes in my iPhone is gold, you know, because <laughs> I'm just, I'm writing in notes or what have you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think because of that threshold, that mental edge and push that I get, 
mm-hmm. um, with running, whether it's running, jogging, walking, it does, you know, um, I always get that. I always go to a higher level, you know, when doing that. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your company, Lipstick and Fit. I know that it seems like you have kind of coined um, the title of plus size wellness coach. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Uh, so Lipstick and Fit LLC, it's, uh, our slogan is visualizations while finding your fit. Um, and basically kind of my mantra is um, I'm guiding, custom, well, customizing um, women in their fitness programs um, femininity and holistic wellness. One of the issues that I had as, um, you know, I was like 400 pounds. Okay. I was, Mm -hmm. I was big. I was just spiraling down health, um, mental aspects. Everything was just going down quickly. And I would get with these trainers and the trainers, only thing they seen was a fat girl, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. they didn't take in, in, in consideration my mental wellness. They didn't take in consideration the spiritual aspect of it. Um, they didn't look at the fact it's like, dude, I'm not, I'm not sitting here eating what you think I'm eating. I'm actually, I eat pretty well. Of course, anything could have been, um, it can, some things could have been altered, but I was actually dealing with some true physiological issues that no one, not even doctors knew how to target. And so I believe every woman, particularly a lot of us that's, um, plus size, mm-hmm. people come at us at a very, the strategic, you know, cut your calories, exercise, right. grind, 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 and lose the weight, and never address the fact that there may be some other issues issues going on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One of the issues I have with a lot of my clients is the first thing they want to do, they see me doing, oh, this is a big girl, she's doing push-ups, she, she's running, she's doing that. Never mind, it's still a struggle for me. But right. they see that tenacity, and they want to get there. And I'm like, honey, I had to deal with my psyche first. I had to deal with my mind first. Right. So I teach my women to master the nutrition and to master the spiritual elements of it so that they can, you know, um, raise their vibrations. So, because life is going to hit you. And I just wrote a book on it, uh, you know, balancing the fat to life. Mm -hmm. No matter how great the diet is, no matter how good the process is that you have laid the best laid plans before you, if you're not mentally set to Mm -hmm. running that, to, to, to carrying out, that process, it's garbage. So true. And I actually learned that through running. With longest is running because it's about pacing. Mm-hmm. And I, I would injure myself. I would do all these different things. Because I, now, I'm, I'm a bull all the way. So when I set my sights on something, regardless of my size, I always had the tenacity and the push naturally to do it. But with long distance running, as you all know, it has this way of breaking you. Right. And it does. it's like, okay, <laughs> either I go or do, do I... Do I combat with my ego? Because half the time I was running with my ego. It's mm-hmm. like, Kim, you mm-hmm. can you You're not going to beat these people. These people have been doing it, for, you know, way past you. Celebrate them passing you, but find your pace and ride the momentum. And here in Atlanta, if you run in Atlanta with all these hills and so forth, mm. you know mm-hmm. you've got to learn how to pace. Yes, <laughs> you have to. Or you'd be dead out it's there. Like, oh, my gosh, with yes. these hills. You know, so taking that same element and drafting it into my coaching practice and teaching women pace, pace, pace. Mm-hmm. Understand life is going to hand you some things. You might have to, because of that work-life balance, you may need to, you know, address some areas over here. Go ahead. And, you can slide off 20% in your fitness regimen, but you're going to want to make sure that here in your nutritional um, area, 
you want to, you know, tackle it at 80, 90% to kind of offset it. Definitely. So I know that you were featured um, in Runner's World magazine, um, and it was an article on getting rid of your excuses. And did it seem Mm -hmm. like once you, I guess, tapped into the mental and spiritual aspect of your running, do you feel like that was your level of getting rid of your excuses or kind of what pushed you to get rid of your excuses? Uh, get rid of, I don't like, I don't, I wouldn't say ego. It was just when, <laughs> when I first got that medal and even before that, because before I was running, I was doing, I don't know if you know, I was doing bodybuilding mm-hmm. and I really wanted to be like this bodybuilder. <laughs> and, um, but it wasn't giving me balance, you know, the, mm-hmm. not how running does. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would have to say, to get rid of my excuses with the fact that I see myself getting these medals, doing something that was a, a complete anomaly, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, maybe I'm looking at my health in the wrong aspect, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we kind of think one plus one equals two. I was thinking, okay, um, if I do this and I'm going to look like this, that wasn't happening. Right. <laughs> you know? So it's like, at the end of the day, you have no excuse, reg- you know, regardless of what you think the outcome is going to be, um, just override it, you know, um, just enjoy the destination. Right. If that answers your question. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I definitely understand. It, and I think one of the biggest things when I came across your page and you as an individual, it was really I really appreciated your transparency in regards to weight. Like you said, you were 400 pounds and still working on losing weight and still working on doing what you need to do to have that mental strength, but obviously also allowing women to understand that there's no need to be out here body shaming people. Um, And I know as a runner in Atlanta, even for myself, I get body shamed a lot. Um, and people that say you don't look like a runner or you don't um, what's your asking you what your pace is. And it's like, you know what? That stuff is not important. I'm running. I'm doing more than the person that's sitting on the couch. And I think that that's what I idealize is the fact that we have to, as individuals, really understand that regardless of what your pace is, your size is, you're still out there doing it and you're trying to do whatever you can do to be in a healthier place. So I think that that is really awesome. And in making sure again, body shaming is not being done, weight shaming and all of those things, like let's uplift each other. Cause there's no need to go through a point of talking negative about someone that's trying to get in a healthy place. Absolutely. Um, and the funny thing is, and that's one I have to move the running community to me, but pretty good. I know it can be pretty competitive, Yes. Um, the people that I notice that are competitive in that in that retrospect, they need that. They got some other psychological issues. <laughs> you You're know? right. Because You're right. <laughs> them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They need to know um, your pace to be okay. So I am better than this person or that person. Mm-hmm. When I, I I come in here and I tell one, I celebrate all the, the slimmer ones, the ones with the nine point you know, two, five, you know, mm-hmm. like, God dang, you know, mm-hmm. that cheetah, you know, I, I, I love, like, I celebrate those people. I really do. And it's like, I aspire to get there one day. Right. I'm enjoying my journey. I'm enjoying this path and the experience and people that's out there. If you, if, you know, sometimes I think they do it unconsciously. Like, oh, so what was your pace? You know, especially if they look at me. Right. In a passive way. On the back of my truck. And they were, oh, you're wrong. And, you know, they do the, the, the scale, the body scale. They scale me from head to toe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, from head to toe. Know, <laughs> and I educate them. I say, well, I, how, to make you feel better, I did not run the whole race. Um, I'm usually walking by the end, okay? 
Right. I, you know, I'm doing intervals, but I said one thing about running, runners have taught me this, that it's about going the distance, you know? And when you look at the statistics of someone who can even, even a person that's physically fit, I know a lot of physically fit people who can barely do three miles. My brother's a Navy, and he, he signed up for a hot chocolate run and probably got like, I don't know, 8% body fat. Right. Chiseled. He couldn't run three miles. He right. He trained for a hot chocolate up in Seattle where he was stationed. And he said, I inspired him. And he now he was able to understand the, the mental aspect of it mm-hmm. and the endurance training that come along with it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it allows people to show us a different level of respect. Um, I'm not out here trying to act like I'm some guru. I don't, I don't be bragging or nothing like that. I mm-hmm. lost my flex my medal, but I'm not, <laughs> right. you know, acting like you saying Bolt out here or nothing. Right. You, I mean, <laughs> it's so funny. It's the same you way Usain my brother. Bolt can't run three miles. He dude. still can't run three miles. Because <laughs> that, what, 100 meters? Exactly. After that 100 meters so is done, better, he is you better done. better you saying Bolt right now. Trust. <laughs> but you know, it's right, funny that you right. said that because my brother is the same way. He is... He is a big, healthy man, muscles and everything, very tall. But you tell him to run some miles, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, I lift some weights. Right. <laughs> so I am totally with you. So, Kimberly, I know, and I was so upset that I was unable to come. But just some months ago, you did a, um, and correct me with the name, you did a plus size, what you consider like a plus size 5K. You did a race, and you kind of marketed towards plus size women. How did that go? And tell me kind of what you, kind of what your focus was for that race. Oh, okay. So the plus strut, yes. Um, the creator, Joy Tribble, she, um, came to me about a year ago. She had found me uh, some in the feed. You know, she's like, I wonder if there's any plus-size runners. She's like, and I literally popped up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, she said she had this vision for a 5K that she wanted to be, you know, um, all-inclusive of women of all types, you know, um, but particularly, and she advertised 14 plus and up, you know, mm-hmm. um, because she wanted to illuminate that there are women out here, whether they're aspiring to be active or they are active and they, like me, you know, out here doing it up and doing marathons and so forth. Um, she wanted to kind of put this platform out there. I mean, it made the news and everything. Right. Um, wow. From my understanding, it's even, they're already, um, she's being scouted out or contracted out for other states when her come. Oh. So, yeah, so it's um, it'd be kind of like a hot chocolate type thing, you know, on a, on a diva race. Right. Uh, where they go from different states and what have you. And I, I definitely want to be part of it because I um, so many women who were like, I mean, I had women come from Texas. I had women come that knew me, that followed me on Instagram for years. And they were just like, I'm going to do this with you. And I was like, look, I'll, I'll, I'll train with you. I'll do this. I'll do that. I was the head trainer um, for for the um, the plus strut. And it turned out phenomenal. You you had women crying. You had women just breaking down because it was such a... Um, a welcoming experience, but they didn't know they can do it because a lot of times one of the things that I call it the fat girl psyche, um, mm. it's one of the things that I write about. One of the things I do a lot of coaching on is as a fat girl, a lot of times we can't break down that mental barrier of how everyone else is looking at us. Right. So we try to go in environments that's going to kind of protect us. And because we need that shield mm. and these women, you know, before they can step out, sometimes some people need the baby step. Some people like me, I was, well, if y'all know, my slogan is be bodacious. So I'm a very bold, <laughs> audacious person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I be, man, let me tell you, I was at, um, for the marathon, it was based on a couple of other races. And, you know, if, you, um, if you're if you an Atlanta track club member and you do the, uh, 
uh, like the ultimate peach, they automatically would place you like in a way. And people would be looking at me like, I know you ain't sleeping. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're talking about what you doing up here? You know? <laughs> What you doing? What you doing? Because I'd be like, hmm, and I don't, I don't care. I will up there right, but I want to stand at the front of that line, you know. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just bred a bit, a bit differently with some of these other women. They're like, well, let me try it out first. And the plush joint allowed them mm-hmm. to do that, right? And it'd be kind of like the, um, the catalyst that catapults them, you know, um, into doing more five Ks. And women were signing up; they were already ready to sign up for next year's race. Um, oh, so awesome. it, yeah, it was it, it was beautiful. It was very emotional. I love seeing that because I remember, um, and I, I got a picture of when I crossed the finish line of my first my first race was a fifteen k, and yes. I was still around three hundred pounds. Awesome. And so that was emotional for me. Like it was like and seeing those pictures, like mm-hmm. what's going through your head and the people running past you mm-hmm. and. And you're just feeling like this blob out there because that's what I felt like. Right. And um, I was like, you know, I'm 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 gonna do it. And it, it felt awesome. And I, I really appreciate the running community because they just always applauded me. So. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's awesome. I think that's what's really important is that there is a community out there of individuals that are trying to battle again with their weight and trying to figure out how can I get into running. I would love to, but again, like you said, just being feeling like they're ostracized because they don't look like the average runner or what people think is the average runner. Because obviously with us being in Atlanta running community, there's some of our Tommy and our closest friends that we know they're not small by any means. I can give you a whole spectrum of sizes of people that I know that are runners. Um, some people that do interval running and some people that are heavier that kick behind. Yeah. Um, so it just really doesn't even the look of it. You'll be surprised. Um, and I think that it's awesome that you all came to, together to do that um that pilot of a race because we need that and like you said getting people to feel confident about crossing the finish line and that's why we also need more people out there cheering on some of these races because the people that are in the back and that may be taking a little bit longer than your average person those are the ones we're the ones that need the cheers you know and a lot of times when volunteers are coming out they cheer on the the first you know, a couple hundred people, but the people that are in the back that the, you know, police are bringing up the rear and the people that are heavier and that are probably walking more than running, they're, they're doing a lot of mental battling and they're, you know, crossing the finish yes. line is their main goal and they need that support to be able to do that. So that's yeah, awesome. especially from the smaller counterparts, the good runners, I, my, 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 how I got into it because I have a friend Yurushka, she did cross country when she was younger and some other kind of track running, right? And she's like my hype man. <laughs> we all need those. I, I started doing like interval running with my with my personal training. And so, because I'm a personal trainer as well. So I was doing, I started implementing the interval, tra- interval running. She's like, Kim, you, the hot chocolate's coming. This is like 2016. She's like, you got to do it. You're already doing five miles. You can do this, da 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 And me being, I am, I'm very adventurous. So I dive in head first. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those, you say, I don't think you're going to jump out that plane. I'm like, what? Where's my shoe? You know, right. what's those people? Where's my so shoe? <laughs> that's how I got into running. And it was her, and she's very, very slender. Very, I mean, just a beautiful woman. And when I say she just, um, just, just coached me mentally and spiritually. You know what I'm saying? She was genuinely happy for me. She would wait. Now this 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 chick, I'm gonna spell another one, but this chick would be done past me. I called her rabbit. She'd be done past me, done celebrated, or made her rounds. You know, after the race they have all that stuff. 
Right. You know, ate up on got massages. <laughs> got massages and you still out there? And an, hour, an hour later, here I come, and she would be waiting for me. That's Her awesome. and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of other races where they, and I'm about to tear up right now because mm-hmm. it was my first half marathon, and they waited for me. Mm-hmm. These are people who didn't have to. These are people who are, I'm talking about, they have been done. They're, they ran this, like a half marathon, 45 minutes type thing, you know? Right. And it's like, you know, that kind of support really did something for me because sometimes sick, if you're obese or you're dealing with um, just a, I guess, low self-esteem about the, the, the situation, insecurity. Right. You feel like more slender people or more fit people are kind of, I don't know, pretentious. You know, like they're better than you. And one, I will honestly say in the running community, I was very seldom when I met with that. It mm. was always a very supportive community. And I think because there's this collective um, notion or knowing of the mental capacity it takes mm-hmm. to get into that finish line, yeah. regardless of your size. If I'm, if you run in a race, let's say you 200 pounds, you know, smaller than me or 100 pounds smaller than me, and you're trying to go for a new PR, you going for that new PR is no different than the, the obese person just trying to cross the finish line at a 5K. Right. Because we're trying to press ourselves into something else. And we know the mental anguish of trying to, to, to achieve or acquire that accomplishment. Yes. And I think we all share that. So it's not this whole judgmental thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say I do secretly race people on the page. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You know, <laughs> you know that's the, the healthy competition that comes in, which is, which is great. But, you know, you'll be like, oh, I see you see people after the race. I've seen you. I was trying to keep up with you. And, you know, someone to say to you, we just all cheer each other on. So I, I love it. I love it. Definitely. Well, good. So, what's what's next for you? Do you have a upcoming race? Yeah. So, I know that um, Atlanta, because I'm, I'm I just signed up for a bunch of races with Atlanta Track Club. I'm a member. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got the Mayor's Race. I do the Humana Five K. I love the Humana Five K. Yeah, so I do that, that all the time too. Like, when so is that? I, and I like that the I think I just like the course. It's easy. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and I get on some good medals. And then I'm doing, um, every year I do the Triple Peach. So I'll be doing the Triple Peach as well. So you got the PNC 10 Mile. Um, I already did the Peachtree Road Race. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do the um, Thanksgiving Day Half. And I'm really shooting for, I didn't do the um, marathon last, this year. I did it last year, but um, I'm going to go for the public, do the ultimate piece for next year. Okay. And do the publics again. So, oh, yeah, I wow. definitely got a lot of races um, planned up. And I'm actually going to do some international ones and some other other races outside the state. I'm not putting the share on those just yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a marketing <laughs> plan that I have going on. Gotcha. But, yeah, there's a there's a lot that I have going on, other um uh, business ventures that I'm I'm incorporating all of this. Um, my running, you know, my my traveling and, and my um, coaching um, on the road. So it's gonna it's gonna be great. Okay, awesome. Now, um, and you've kind of gone over it uh, earlier, Kimberly. But kind of take us back to your transfer. Well, I don't know if you want to call it transformation, but losing the weight. What 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 mm-hmm. what? And I know you said you had some physical 
issues and that might have uh why you started but that is something you know when people talk about what they had to do to 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 lose weight to to get into running that sort of thing it's very inspirational because you're an inspirational person and you know just listening to you um these last few minutes i'm like wow okay yeah she she ain't playing <laughs> um but just kind of talk about your your transformation from when you were you were um i think you said you were like 300 400 pounds 400 yes 400 pounds <laughs> with what, diabetes with diabetes and edema, and edema. Yeah. What was that transformation mm-hmm. like? What 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 caused you to do it? And and what did you do? Because I know you said you wanted to be a bodybuilder at one point, but what did you do to make that transformation happen? Um, well, I, I tell you how it actually the beginning of it how it started. Um, I was just coming into my thirties. I'm thirty. I just turned thirty seven May third. So I was just coming into my thirties. I probably I want to say I was like thirty two, about to head on thirty three. And, of course, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm single, I have no kids, and I'm fat. You know, it was just, that was just the, the proverbial, you know, like, just spiraling down. Everyone's like, it's time for you to have kids. Why aren't you married? Um, at the time, I was pretty successful um, in my in my career. I was a, um, a sergeant um, in uh, law enforcement. Oh, okay. And I worked in a North Atlanta uh, police department, and I worked in our jail division. And so I've been with them almost 15 years, and so... It was almost like that, I won't say midlife crisis, but it was like everything just kind of piled on. And I've told, um, I don't always share it, um, but I feel, feel led to share it with you all. Um, I was having severe anxiety attacks, depression, mm-hmm. and suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And being in law enforcement, that was just a no-no. Right. You know, um, my weight was constantly fl- fluctuating. Um, the PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, that's particularly what it attacks because it, your your adrenal glands are shot, your insulin levels are shot, um, you become what they call insulin resistant, and so your body's just shooting off hormones, okay? Mm-hmm. And so this is where the flood, the, I was like, this is not even me. Like, why am I dealing with these thoughts? Why do I want to, I want to die? Um, you know, I'm going to the doctor. Now they won't put me on meds. And I'm looking at the doctor like, do you not know the people we arrest is on these med- Like, I had, so I was anti-medicine. Okay. So I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't see nothing good. Very seldom did I see anything good from the medications, if anything. And I dealt with seeing suicide like, I, like, like it was nothing, right. especially in North Fulton. So I just, it was like I felt stuck. It's like, okay, I don't want to do the medication. So I went to a holistic, a holistic doctor. Um, I went the OBGYN is pumping me with uh, metformin. You know, I wasn't insulin dependent at the time mm-hmm. um, for being pre-diabetic, but um, they was like, take this. The medications are making me sick. So I was just stuck. And um, I literally did a process um, that I said, you know what? Um, I, oh, that's, that's what it was. And I had just, I was somewhat engaged, broke everything off. I was going into isolation. Mm-hmm. My friend was like, hey, do this process. It's a holistic process. Uh, with holistic wellness, and I think you will really like it. And it changed my life. I have to make it hard that they don't do it no more, mm. but it was called The Journey. Um, I think that it's a different version of it now. It's about five-day, 50-day turn-up or something like that. But it was called The Journey, and I did not know. From that moment, I realized that when you incorporate holistically, meaning mind, body, and soul, um, your wellness process, you can have more control over the whole situation. Whereas before, I was the kind of person where I'd be on a diet and I'd get like a foot long sub from like Subway and drink a swim fast with it. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it was so, just ignorant. Just, you know, I was like, oh no, I'm on a diet. It's like um, that's no. It's just like that's like 
calories. Kimberly, you, you, you actually went in there and was like, hey, let me get that foot long right. with the extra cheese. <laughs> right. Um, I was, and I'm going to take know, a slim gonna, fast. Right. And a diet Pepsi. Right. People always do. They always get the diet Pepsi or diet Coke with some bad stuff. It's like, uh. Oh, yeah. I had, I had I one up them. I said, now I'm going to do a slim fast. Right. <laughs> you know, and so it was that type of ignorance. And when I became, and that's what I do in my practice. Because that's why I embrace holistic wellness. Mm-hmm. Because I'm all about educating. Because if I can sear on your brain what you need to do and how to hold yourself accountable, at least if you're gonna binge eat or you're gonna, which I did, um, and I suffered throughout my childhood with um, different forms of um, eating disorders. Mm-hmm. So that it wasn't. And now what has happened after doing a lot of self healing and whatnot, I realized I never dealt with. The binge eating. I never done with the emotional eating. I never done dealt with the closet eating. I suppressed it, and now it had revisited me in my thirties at that pivotal mm-hmm. moment. You know, okay. and so that's what really kicked off. Like, okay, you got to change because you can't go into your adulthood doing it. And if you're going to be an officer, I, I got weapons. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it was just even. I even knew to hold myself accountable. And I, I told my um, major at the time. I said, "Look, I'm really going through something. I took." Um, a leave of absence, mm-hmm. um, and you know this is what it's called self care. You know yeah. you you have to know when, no matter how strong you're trying to be. And I'm a tough broad. You know I have no problem handling my own. I was known as that person. You know mm-hmm. um, I I fight a dude six four. If they want to fuck up, no problem. Wasn't an issue for me. But now all of a sudden I'm I'm, I'm very vulnerable and I feel weak. And it was uh, contradictive to my nature right um when really my body was just trying to heal itself and i tell people fat is nothing more than a protective layer okay mm-hmm. um it's a protective layer and you have to be willing to unpeel to peel back these layers and so for me i was willing to do the work and remember god it was like god said to me he says um if you never lose another pound would you still do what you're doing mm-hmm. and i said absolutely mm-hmm. and that's when i knew i was truly you know, embracing this and my wellness. And um, I may not be the size eight that I want to be, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But um, if I can run past someone as a size eight, <laughs> that's good hey, enough girl. for me. You know? <laughs> I know that's you know? right. <laughs> that's I, just, I don't know if that answer, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot because it was just levels and levels. It was this, it was this, it, this extension mm-hmm. to my soaring and losing weight. And a lot of times the women, when they come to me or I see on social media, it's from a very shallow aspect because they really feel as though if they lose the weight Mm -hmm. and they go on this mission, they go hard and do this and do that. I'm like, your soul is still sick. The issue is not the fat. Mm -hmm. The fat will leave. That's going to leave. Even even with my body, it's changed drastically, but it still has some more changing to do. Um, It's going to leave. I'm more concerned about the internal aspect. What am I losing spiritually and mentally that has allowed me to get myself to this point? What allowed me to get to 400 pounds? It wasn't right. the food. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. Yeah, there's some miscalculations there. I understand that. But, no, you miss, you seeing yourself in it. You look at yourself every day in the mirror. You know what you look like. You know you're uncomfortable. You know you can't button that. What in your mind is allowing you to do that? Mm-hmm. And if you can't answer that and you can't deal with that aspect mm-hmm. i don't care what surgeries you get i don't care what green tea smoothie you drink you know i don't if you go vegan i've done it all it's not gonna be repairable as 
you tackling the soul. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's so, so yeah. funny that you said that because this, what, exactly what you just talked about as far as figuring out is what I call my why. Right. So a lot of times through yeah. work, I do group therapy with individuals that have severe substance abuse issues. And I tell them all the time, you can go to AA meetings, NA meetings, you can go to all of these things, sex anonymous, like all of these things. But if you don't figure out deep down inside why you're doing this, your recovery is nothing. So this is the same day, right. the same way with losing weight. Like if you don't figure out your why and what really happened to you, it could have been something that happened to you when you were 10 years old. Someone told you that you would never amount to something. Someone told you that you would never do this and never do that. And you're, that is sticking with you. And you acted like it was nothing, but it's sticking with you. And it's not allowing you to process for it like you need to. So the mental part is very, very important. And like you said, if you're not healing your soul and everything else that comes along with it, the body doesn't follow the way that it should. All I right. Answered your question, Tony. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, you definitely, definitely. You answered it very you answered well. It. And I mean, I just like to get when you know, wherever we interview someone, I just want them to be able to tell their story and inspire other people. That's the main reason we interview people is is so that their story can inspire somebody else, so that we can interview them. So yeah, right. you, you definitely, you definitely inspired me today because mm-hmm. I'm I'm coming off an injury and. Everything you said is exactly right because I gained yeah. quite a bit of weight um, coming off of injury from running, and it's been hard for me to get going again. Mm-hmm. And it's more mental than really physical. I can probably still run just like I did before, right. but it's just getting your mental game together to get back out there. Yeah, and I'm the same way, Tommy. I'll self disclose. I told myself that I was going to lose 25 pounds before Chicago, and that shit ain't happened. <laughs> 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 like it has not happened and I know people see my I had a personal trainer earlier this year I did lose some weight fell off it's still not happening so I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on but I think sometimes we again push ourselves to these goals and hold ourselves to these standards we're our own worst critic and sometimes we just we set ourselves up for failure so we got to do what we got to do but people like you having people like you on interviewing people like you definitely continues to have us hold us accountable and also be inspired and also give our own selves credit for the work that we are doing. Give ourselves credit as runners, give ourselves credit that we got up and did what we needed to do this morning. We went to work, we (laughs) ran, we did whatever we did. We rested, we had our self recovery, but giving yourself credit for the small things that you're doing. Cause I think sometimes we set these lofty goals, but we need to acknowledge the fact that there are small things that we're doing on a daily basis and give ourselves credit for those things. Right. Right, absolutely. Now, Kimberly, bef- um, it was a great interview, but yeah. was there anything else that you wanted to add that you wanted the five people that listen to this podcast, um, did you wanted them to know about you? Oh, gosh. This <laughs> 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 um, No, no, I just, um, if I usually like to talk to, and I, and I had to stop saying my, um, and I actually had to drop the whole um, plus size, um, fitness coach because I had women that were much smaller than me coming to me for my services. Right. <laughs> and one of the things that it was like, I realized that there was something bigger about me that allowed, because I was limiting myself too. I was like, okay, only my big sisters will want me. Mm-hmm. And when, when in fact it was people like, no, there's something about your spirit that I want mm-hmm. because you've been able to grab something. And so whether big or small, um, I was seeing a lot of women that I, I, I thought had, in my opinion, just beautiful bodies. And you're like, man, girl, you can bash you. You'll be set in about a month. You know, you just do this and do that. What I want them to know is don't look at yourself aesthetically. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, don't look at yourself aesthetically. Don't look at yourself as, okay, well, I need that because someone that's a size 12 thinks they need to be a size 6, you know, to start running. Someone that's a size 26 thinks they need to be a size 18 to start running. And I'm like, no, like you do now, the bigger you are, you do take precautions. But I put walking, jogging, intervals, it's all the same thing. Because Mm -hmm. you walk in, you know, three miles is equivalent to my, you know, half a marathon. Because I know what it takes. Just a physical strain on the body. So don't let them limit you. I would, I want them to know that. Do not, don't get caught in the aesthetics. Um, just do it. You know, um, I told someone asked me that question on, on another podcast some time ago, and I was like, look, just sign up for a race. Mm-hmm. Just sign up for it, and that way it, you hold yourself accountable because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you got to show up. Exactly. You know? exactly. That's right. And, I still It'll do that. make you get out there and walk and jog <laughs> and, you know, even if I remember when I first started running, I felt my heart, my chest was collapsing. I could barely, I would think it would be equivalent to running, jogging maybe 50 yards. And I remember my trainer looking at me like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, there's no way I can ever do this. And mind you, I'm asthmatic. And the running improved my asthma. I did not know by cardiovascular ex- um, exercise, that's your strength in your lungs. Didn't know that, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now I have a rescue inhaler just to keep um, on my side. But I've done full races and never um, used my inhaler, whereas I could barely walk into Walmart or into Kroger, and I would have to use my rescue inhaler because um, my my lung capacity was just it was horrible wow. because of the obesity. That's awesome. That's blessings right there. Now, Kimberly, mm-hmm. um, if somebody wants to contact you, follow you, you know, hear from you, just follow your spirit, let <laughs> us know um, how they can do that. How can they follow you on Instagram, Facebook, however you uh, do your social media? It's easy. Just you Google me. And you know, Lipstick and Fit, L-I-P-S-T-I-C-K, the letter N-F-I-T, one word. Um, I'm on Instagram as Lipstick and Fit. Um, I'm on Facebook as Kimberly Nuzinga Bradley Lipstick and Fit. And my website is www.lipstickandfit.com with all my services. And if people have questions, because I do consultations too, sometimes people just want to know, um, how do I get started? And I actually will draft out a plan for them. I assess their, their lifestyle um, and everything and, hand them in a nice assessment of what how they can get started what you know what shoes they need to get i do all of that for them so that's a really big um important that's really important especially with my plus size sisters getting the right sneakers the right running Mm -hmm. shoes to um, get started on the pavement yes wonderful well i've truly enjoyed speaking with you today kimberly you have been an inspiration you're definitely you definitely got the spirit that's Mm -hmm. for sure Yes, yes. And it's great, Kimberly, talking to you as well. And we're going to definitely have to get together. I keep telling you we're going to have to meet up on the pavement and get some miles in together. So we need yes, to definitely do yes, that Yes, yes, yes. Do a belt line or something. <laughs> yes, we will definitely do that. But thank you so very much for coming on The Run Duo, and we greatly appreciate it. And we hope to see yes. you soon. Thank you both. I really appreciate it. All right, no problem. What a great interview, Kimberly. Yes. We really, really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, we, we might have to bring her on to do a, her, a little inspirational vitamin um, show or something because yes. she definitely is an inspiration. She is. She is amazing. And continue doing what you're doing, Kimberly. And I hope that, yes, we can get you back on for some 
some inspiration. <laughs> now, just to kind of talk about uh, inspiration mm-hmm. and, you know, things we want to add to the show. So I have um, a Google Voice number. So what I've decided is I'm going to give the Google Voice number out. And if you want to call, leave a leave a message um, with a comment. Or if you want to ask us questions, you can call this number. Now, it's not a 1-800 number. But, I mean, if you are still paying for domestic long distance, you got bigger problems than mm. I can solve on this podcast. Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, the number is area code 612-930-3129. So if you just have comments, tips, um, any coaches out there, if you want to give any kind of running tips, yes. um, we can always take those voicemail messages and play them on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, so we would love to get your input. Um, we would love to have tips. And again, don't forget, if for any of our listeners that's wanting to give some topics, anything you want to hear us talk about, anything you want us to 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 share, or even if you have some people that you want us to interview, feel free to hit us up. We're totally open to that. Definitely, definitely. Now, India, how can they get in touch with you? All right, so you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore Indigo with the E, E N D I G O underscore run. So that's I of Indigo runs underscore in between each of those words. And you can find me on Facebook at India Cook or Miles from India. And I also have a Miles from India Instagram page. And my email is milesfromindia at gmail.com. And I am Tommy Mitchell, and you can get me on Instagram at tmitch68. Or you can always DM us at uh, the Run Duo Instagram page. Um, My email address is thomaswmitchell and the number two at gmail.com. And of course, I'm on Facebook as Thomas Mitchell. Yes, so definitely hit us up. And thank you for, we've had some people hit us up this week on some topics. And we're going to definitely look into those topics and have some people on the show as well. We need to have like a bonus show because I ain't going to, guys, let me tell you something. We have such a problem of not like, (laughs) we could talk for like two and three hours. We can. Me and India. So (laughs) we have to cut things short. So we apologize if we can't get all the topics in on one show. Because we got to have time for our guests, of course, to talk. Yes. Thomas and I literally (laughs) ramble about stuff. We bring topics but end up not even talking about those. But I guess that's just because we're an awesome duo. (laughs) Exactly. So that's how it's supposed to roll. Is that we're supposed to do it with ease and enjoy it. And that's what we do. Exactly. So this has been episode nine of the Run Run Duo. Duo. So if you like the show, make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you just subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Google Music. iTunes, like share and do all that good stuff. Thank y'all, you guys. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right.